everybody. Welcome to the Insufferable Bastards podcast. Hello, Shuli. Hello, my friend. How are you? The only time anybody watches this podcast is when we talk about Stuttering John. Hi, this is Stuttering John Melendez from the Howard Stern Show. It's all Long Island to me. The second she saw the face, she said, oh yeah, that was him. Oh, you're the guy that played fake clips of me. Yes, I remember now. It's a stupid name, but maybe it's worth listening to. How the fuck do I know? I got my own problems. I got hemorrhoids and shit. When I wipe my ass, it looks like a chocolate-covered cherry. All right. Giggie. Everybody, welcome to the Insufferable Bastards podcast. My name is Carlos Danger for the purposes of this broadcast. And I'm joined by my co-host this week, Mr. Obnoxious John. Hello, OJ. Hello. Good evening. How are you? I'm doing great. Uh, Brian Spears is not joining us because he cannot read. He's claiming I, I didn't send him the link in time or I sent him the wrong link. I don't know what he's talking about, but he's wrong. He's wrong. So OJ and I interviewed Carl from WATP this morning. Right? I decided to do it, uh, you know, to record it and not stream it live only because I thought I would be distracted. I had a lot of questions, so I decided to record it and now we're going to watch it together, which which might be weird and awkward, but the interview after it was over, I'll be honest, I thought it, it went really badly. I was like, Oh man, I think we, I think we treated Carl like a, like a douche. I think he might've felt attacked a little bit. Uh, Cause we, we, at one point in the interview, we each get slightly triggered over different, different things. But I think, I think overall though, maybe it went okay. I did text Carl afterward and I was like, Hey, sorry he's the mayor of the Davilverse. and I, I was like this this was strange but I, I don't know people will watch and you can make fun of us and, and call us awkward and let us know if we're, we're douchebags uh in it but before we get to any of that i did put a couple of links in the chat i guess bobby p from the byb podcast passed away right he's, uh, he's one of us right he's one of these guys that lives in a lives in a box on youtube condolences condolences to his family and his friends, and there's a GoFundMe that I linked. Um, also, and I guess BYB goes live at 8 o'clock Eastern Standard Time to talk about uh, Bobby P, so check yeah. that out. Uh, I was on the Blattcast the other day, Obnoxious John, Christian Blatt. I, I actually, I didn't wear, I took my hat off and I shaved and the lights were on. We talked about the Netflix wow. Chainsaw Massacre, so people should check that out. There's a link, I think, in the chat to that as well. And that's pretty much it. You have tonight at 9 p.m., right? Is it 9 p.m., OJ? What do you got going on? Or am I yes, wrong? Yes, 9 p.m. I think so. I think it's 9. Yes, 9. Yo, remember the 90s with Cardiff Electric and L.O. Replay. What's the, what's the topic be, tonight? I mean, Yeah, we'll be talking about uh, daytime talk shows from the 90s. Sally, Sally Jesse, Raphael. Yeah, that like sort that. of Richard. thing. That sort of thing. Oh, all right. There we go. Uh, I'm gonna be I'll, I'll, I'll have a spoiler, right? I'm going to be talking about Jerry Springer. He was the big one. He was definitely the big one. I used to watch all yeah. those back when, when Oprah was sort of sensational too, and she was like Phil Donnie. Anyway, I, that's that's for your show, okay? Yes. Before we get into anything, so, so we're a little pressed for time. There's a lot going on tonight. But I did catch, I was watching MLC about an hour or two ago, and it was Ray versus Chad. But at the beginning of the program, Kevin started stream sniping the round table, the, the dabble verse, what is it? Dabble point. I ah, know I forget the name of it, but you know what I'm talking about. The dabble verse round table show. 
And there was this confrontation between Vinnie Paulino and Phil Elmore, who is an author and journalist, I think. Right? Am I getting that right? I don't know. I know mm-hmm. that. I think all I know about him is that um, he's apparently a ninja. He's a mall ninja. Yes. Yes. I've heard that. I saw that. I'm stealing that from Hackverse Anonymous. But this was amazing to me. So here it is. Out about Phil, personal associations. Phil, let me ask you a question. And I'm glad that we could have this conversation because here's why I'm really mad at you and why I really don't care what you have to say about a lot of things. Why the fuck are you writing letters to a comedy club to get somebody canceled? Why did, did you do that? So did everybody hear that? Could, you can hear that, right? He asked yes. Phil, why did he write a letter to a comedy club to get somebody canceled? So I'm... I've taken a step back. I'm, I'm not really watching a lot of stuff. I'm watching MLC. I'm watching uh, Patrick uh, Melton in the morning. What the hell is going on here? So we've got Stuttering John is doing a show in Rochester in March with Cardiff Electric. Yes. Vinnie Paulino works at the Comedy Club, I think is one of Carl's best friends and is in his basement doing this podcast. Yes. And this guy who's aligned, a, a dabbler, aligned with the Shuley Network or whoever, Phil, is tr- trying to get the thing canceled? Is that actually, is this true or is this all, my, my opinion or my theory is that this is all bullshit to drum up and get attention for this, whatever, Windy City Heat 2 that everyone's trying to pull on John. That this is all fake. Yeah, no, I, I, don't, I don't buy that for a second. No, I don't think this is fake at all. All right, I'm going to start it again. Personal associations. Phil, let me ask you a question. And I'm glad that we could have this conversation because here's why I'm really mad at you and why I really don't care what you have to say about a lot of things. Why the fuck are you writing letters to a comedy club to get somebody canceled? Why did did you do that? I did it on the exact same day that John was gleefully talking about how he got one of the Shuley Network sponsors to drop him. I figured it was time that John had a little bit of his own bad. Yeah, how big of you? He well, figured it, it was time. time Who the hell is I think he? it was. It's time for John. Well, yeah. All right. Let, let's let's let him give his explanation because I this this is oh, almost sorry. scary. If no, 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 it's fine. It's fine. On to get a little of his own medicine. I have since decided in watching what happened after that there's no point in trying to teach him a lesson because he doesn't learn lessons. But at the time, I very much wanted him to see what it was like. So you're doing what John does when he's like, "Well, they okay." So. If I don't know Phil Elmore, so I've Phil seen... decided it was time to teach John a lesson. That's what I heard. Isn't this uh, stuttering John? Correct me if I'm wrong. Is a guy who used to be on the Howard Stern show 30 years ago when the Howard Stern show was good, right? He's just a dude. They don't know each other, right? There's no. This seems like the definition of a parasocial relationship where you have like this sort of obsession with somebody you think you know online and then you carry it over and do things in real life, like try to get the guy's comedy show canceled. That if, if this is true, this is insane. This is, this is really uh, insane. Either it's true and feels, feels a little crazy or this is a complete work just to drum up stuff for the, for the show. Or maybe it's a work on Vinny and Carl's part and that Phil doesn't realize it, and that he's but he's just doing this on his own and playing into their Windy City Heat Part Two extravaganza. No, no I don't, I don't buy it. Well, they started calling clubs first. It's the same thing Mike just said. It's like, well, he should be taught a lesson. Okay, that in a nutshell is what took place earlier today. 
lesson he's never learned. I mean, it's like you guys, it's a vicious oh, fucking that? cycle. Oh, and by the way, I should, you know, I, I that in a nutshell was this severing John's is stream. from um, a few other Reddit, right? It's from oh. Pickwick Pug, Pickwick okay. Pub on Reddit, but it's Thank a five you, minute Pickwick clip. Pug. Yeah, sorry about that. I got confused because I didn't watch that part. But yeah, that just struck me as something to get. I I thought we're not supposed to do that, right? But but what I don't get I, I, about I, I, all this, style. what I don't get about all this is that Vinny and Carl are friends. They're in business together. He's broadcasting from his basement, and I just something just smells like this is not real. Like this is a work. Yeah, and you keep I, I don't know. and your silence. Also, I think you're in on it. No, I just have nothing to say because I just completely disagree with you. I don't think there's – it's pretty obvious to me that Vinny's worked up. I don't think – I mean, unless he's that good of an actor, I I believe it. I think it's real. I think Phil Elmore did try to get the show canceled, and Vinny is legitimately pissed off, which is understandable. Right, yeah, that would make me nuts. And also, it's your, I mean, it's the, we talk about in this interview we're going to play, you know, Rochester's sort of the capital of the Dabbleverse. It's the unofficial heart of the Dabbleverse. And to to fuck with a gig that's happening at the comedy at the Carlson where they held DabbleCon, where Cardiff is supposed to be, it's his show. Has it, has Cardiff said anything about this? Or I mean, I was trying to message Cardiff and he was suspiciously silent, which also makes oh. me think. So Bill Bixby, Vinny hates Phil. Carlos is being silly. I, yeah, correct me if I'm wrong. I'm just, I'm, I don't know. I'm all over the place with this. It's making me, it's creeping me out. Uh, yeah, not, not says, OJ is in on it. Look at his eyes. Yes, yes, yes. Rochi, just because Karen is a work, Carlos, doesn't mean everything is a work. But I feel like, well, who's the Karen in this, right? Is Phil? He's talking about KB. Talking about. Oh, he's talking about KB? Yeah. Well, what did I, how is KB a work in all this? So you just mean in general, you think? I think he's talking he about is. KB. I don't know. Yeah, that's a tough one. But uh, yeah, anyway, I just found that shocking. Uh, and it was, it was actually played during the KB thing. But I don't know. There's just something about it. There's just something about it I don't particularly trust. Uh, it's not the March event that he wrote. To oh, oh, thank you, Derek Andrews. It's not the March event. What event was well, it? There you go. Yeah, let us know, please. I, I, I'm not. I'm not sure either. Don't oh, follow you don't Phil Elmore enough. No, I don't. Well, yeah, that, I don't know anything about that guy. Other okay, than so that's where. Sucks. And I don't know. I just assumed it was that. Uh, but I haven't been watching uh, the Shuli Network only because of work and stuff like that. And uh, I'm just not as as invested uh, in the Dabbleverse as I was, say, a month ago or so. But uh, yeah, I haven't either, really. I, I, I've taken just a step back from the Internet altogether for the last week or two. So, right. Yeah, it's kind of a busy time of year, uh, at least for me, work wise. JT, the back slapper. Carlos, did you send Ray the invite I sent you? I'm not sure what that means. Bill Bixby, what use is Phil to any of this? He's a loser. I don't know about I don't know. I just. It's the March event. Vinny works there. Okay, now we're saying it is the March event. Yeah, all right. Now we're thoroughly confused. So anyway, screw all that, all right? Go watch uh, the roundtable right now. And I think it's on WATP and decide for yourself if you haven't already done so. Uh, Kirkland, Red 100s, it was real. What? How was it not the March event? Vinny made it seem like he found out because he helps comedy at the Carlson. He doesn't help. Yeah, he works he, at the comedy he, at Carlson. Yeah, he, like He's one of the main the people Carlson. there. Yeah, yeah. And what? And Phil didn't know that. Like, why would he? 
And the whole other thing is like, are people really mad at Vinny because he's bringing Stuttering John? That also, it seems like there's plants in the chat. This is, I'm, I'm really getting paranoid here. I think part you of really the work are. is that Jesus. Cardiff has planted, He's he's got Jeez, all these This is what accounts. happens when you watch Chad Zumach too much. You just don't Or are we that anything. dumb that we can't understand why, like, yeah, it would be funny to have John at comedy at the Carlson. Like, people are really like, oh, Vinny and, and Stuttering John are now aligned. What the fuck is going on? I guess that's, I don't know. I got to take a break. I need to get outside. <laughs> uh Tigger 747474. Carlos is a fellow writer. Please look up Phil Elmore's books. They are hilariously hack. I believe it. Yeah, I saw and I saw your super chats, Tigger. Yeah. I could not kill a man with a uh, flashlight. Never. Uh, I usually have a pretty good gut feeling, no pun intended, with his gut, but I usually have a pretty good good gut feeling about people. And um, yeah, I just I, from the beginning, I just didn't like the guy, and it's 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 uh, yeah, it's something's coming off, out why something's something was something was off about him, and then hearing this story about him trying to cancel like that's some bullshit, man. Getting involved in something that you're not involved in and interjecting yourself that way to try to take money out of somebody's pocket, um, it's very hypocritical. Trying to teach him a lesson, like who the hell is he to teach Stuttering John a lesson? Yeah, that okay. just sounded so insane to me because it's so clearly over the line, especially for a guy who's, uh, you know, uh, we, we talk about him with Carl in this interview. I'll play in five seconds. Uh, I like people. People are respecting yeah. him. He's yeah, he's yeah. on Shuli all the time. I'm just shocked. It's, and he, he took it upon himself because of something John did to the Shuli network, which has nothing to do with him. We, 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 you can't do shit like nothing that. to do with him. Oh. Exactly. And you know, I love this is true. This, when this new people letter, come into the universe. Comment. Carlos, I just want to say that though. I, I love when new people, I welcome new people. So I don't know. I don't know where I'm going with that. You you rattled my brain. Sorry, <laughs> Sorry about that. Uh, OJ somewhere. could be right on this one. Jeff Closer says, OJ, I agree. Dr. Funkin says, Elmore is unbearable. Cringe, stealth chaos. Why give the oxygen of publicity to the tapeworm boys? And that's well, I, I mean, he's I, like a grifter, it seems like. I, I saw a clip of him. He's got all these different links for, like, pay me here. You could pay me here. Pay me over there. Like, dude, I don't know. I concur. Yeah, and we start to get in. We start to talk about this new generation of dabblers. We we become a little uh, old man. Get off my lawn with Carl. But maybe we'll do that now. Let's play the the interview we did with Carl. It's forty eight minutes long. Oh yeah, that's why we're here. Uh, Yeah, yeah, that's why we're here. And uh, I I lead with a terrible question. So it's a little, you know, the first five minutes are are a little slow uh, because of me and because the question uh, that I prompt Carl with. But uh, it gets pretty good, I think, after a while. And Carl has real reactions. And so I think overall it was all right. Uh, let me do and that this, right we now. Did, this was go right ahead. before. Did he go right to Dabble Point, whatever the hell that was right after this? This was uh, before. What do you mean, Dab- a, Point Dabble, Dabble Point. Point? That's the name of the show. Whatever the hell that show is called, yeah. So did he was that what he was going to do after we we were finished or was he doing something else or no he anyways my point thing. is to the people listening or watching is that we, we this was done to, this was we did this interview today before point double point right we we recorded this at 11 a.m. today I'm gonna share the screen I'm gonna go like this share that people should be able to see oh. it and and here we go this is weird. All right, making his debut appearance on the Insufferable Bastards podcast, it's Carl from WATP. Welcome to the broadcast, Carl Hamburger. 
Thank you for having me, uh, Carlos and OJ. Good to see you both. I have to tell you, this is a, a busy morning for me. I had to rip myself away from Vince Russo on the BS show, talking about oh, whether wow. they should strike uh, Sterling John's channel or not, because they have the power. They yield wield the power in order to uh, get John his second strike if they want to. Jeez. And I guess we're recording this for for our listeners. It is or our viewers on on Facebook. I'm recording it in advance because I'm nervous talking to the mayor of the Dabbleverse, according to Kevin oh OJ's Brennan. not the mayor. <laughs> And a floating oh, anus. So you throw that in there with all the chat. I would uh I would be a wreck. But yeah, so we're recording this in advance, and this will actually appear after. I guess you got point dabble point. Is that that I just butcher the name? Nope, you that, got it right. Point dabble point uh, every Friday at 4 p.m. It rotates what channel it's on. This week it's on WATP. Oh, nice. So my first question, and I don't know. So we'll, I'm going to do a live stream at 7 p.m. and then this will play during that live stream, which is which is stupid, I guess. But how has YouTube changed the approach uh, you have to WATP, if at all? Because it used oh to be God. everything was audio only, yeah. right? And now now it's now we all got. I, do I have to wear makeup at some point? I hate this shit. It's Let's changed it tremendously. I have a freaking ring light in my basement now. I never used to give a shit about the lighting down here. And now I have to make sure that you can see everyone. Yeah, when I started doing WATP, I'm a fan of radio. I liked morning radio. I liked afternoon drive, sports talk, politics. Listen to all of that shit. So I started WATP because I was just a fanboy of that sort of thing. That's why you hear the song parodies and the, the drops and the jingles and everything else. So I used to do it. I have a, a you know, a, the, the pool table here that's very famous for its green felt. Yes. And then over here is, is my bar. And so I just plop my laptop up on my bar. I had a USB Yeti microphone, and if somebody came over to do the show with me, they would also be talking to the same microphone, and we'd just be standing around my bar doing a show, and I believe uh, it was many years ago, but Vinny Paulino took a photo of my setup, or I think he was taking a video while I went to go take a leak, took a video of my setup and tweeted it out to embarrass me to everyone because it was a, a, sh a shitty setup. Well, fast forward, now... Obviously, I have all the fan art on the walls. We have the, the live show posters and all the different fun things people have made for us over the years. It's turned into a whole studio. And we really, I, I have the different cameras in here, the different angles for when guests come in. It's completely different now. There's a visual element. And I was reluctant to get into that. At first, mm. my thought was, all right, I'll, I'll put a webcam. In fact, I think the first time we ever did a live stream of our show was when Shuli was over for the first time. And I put like one of my extra laptops up on a bookshelf that I brought downstairs and just kind of like put so you could see the whole studio kind of thing. I didn't know what I was doing. And um, I thought maybe I'll just put that out there for people who support us on Patreon. And if you support us, you can watch us do the show live. It'll just be for those people. So maybe a couple thousand people. Know what that means, and I then, uh, yeah, you, just, you fast forward. Thank God I got into YouTube when I did. I thought it was just going to be kind of a a marketing tool to get people to discover who are these podcasts. And now it's turned into yeah, one of our even, main channels. Can you even, if you're starting a podcast now, and this is probably inside baseball, but fuck it. But if you're starting a podcast, can you even do audio only at this point? Do you have to be on YouTube? And is it in terms of your revenue is as important <coughs> as, or as Patreon, is it catching up? Uh, it's catching up. It's definitely not as important as, as Patreon and, and other things that I do, but um, yeah, I don't know how you start an audio only podcast in this day and age. There's a few that I still listen to no agenda being one of them. 
which is very much just audio only. And I'm all right. Take it easy on uh, on uh, Carl has many laptops. It's my question. It's my question that kind of it gets it gets it picks up. Still a podcast fan. I still like audio only entertainment because I like to multitask. I'm not sitting around staring at my screen right. all day. It's it's hard to do that. You know, I try to. I try to keep up on what's going on. But yeah, I don't know how you would even start an audio only podcast. In fact, I've even seen guys like Mark Marin reluctantly get into youtube and he's doing what i used to do which is just a still image with the audio just to have a youtube video so i used to create these horrible thumbnails that would show you know hey anthony kumi is on the show and it's me and Ant beating up on opie and now you know i put that out and it got tons of views but you can't get away with that shit now people want to see the people who are talking for yeah, some reason it, even though it makes no difference right yeah no yeah people will be pissed right now because it's previously previously recorded that'll be every every chat so it's much tougher and the people well, bitch about uh, uh production value production value so, I, i'm a dude in my basement this is a hobby god damn it the customer the is always wrong carlos remember that <laughs> uh but the, the other thing too though i should mention is yeah like the, the round table that we're doing weekly this is our third episode coming up today that is very much just a discussion. We're not playing clips. We're not showing things. There's been there's become a lot of visual elements. I mean, the Shuli Network does this very well with their producers, where a lot of the gags are sight gags. And a lot of the times when we're watching Stuttering John clips and stuff, it's the drool that's coming out of his mouth or the snot mm -hmm. running down his nose or whatever that's kind of the joke. So a lot of times, and I, I try my best to explain what's happening if we're laughing at something that we're watching because I want it to be audio first, but it is easier to goof on John when there's a visual element or any podcast that we're reviewing. Yeah. More and more of these podcasts have a visual element and I'm pulling video clips and reviewing that instead of just the audio. And how about you, you talked about like the early days there and, and I, this is, this is the theory I want you to react to. I have this theory that the latest generation of dabblers, right? There's been new people on the scene. My theory is that they're more interested or their priority is to sort of make money. It's, it's more wow. about profit now than it was like when say, I think Cardiff and El Harible started to do what they did just because they were compelled to do it, right? Correct. Not to say it was passionate, but it was. And now you have guys like, and I don't mean to throw stones, but like Joey C has inserted himself in there. And he's First very person much, I thought of when you said that, yes. He's very much building an army. Hack Ride, who I like Hack Ride. I don't know if he likes me, but he went from being like a blind Mike guy to being Joey C's guy to now being in, now he's in the Dabbleverse and now he's going to business with Bob Levy, I guess. And I'm wondering, does that affect the the, the quantity or the quality of the podcast that we're seeing? Is the Is the Dabbleverse now about making money for everybody? Because of two. It is. Yeah, no, it is for some people for sure. And I've actually been pulled in on panels about, you know, everyone wants to know how do you monetize your podcast? How do you start a podcast and make money doing that? I know people have written books about it. There is this podcast magazine that came out of a radio journal and they brought me in an interview about how to make money podcasting. And my, the thing I always say is don't go into podcasting to make money. A very, very small percentage of podcasters make any type of money podcasting you can make maybe a few bucks uh and by the way you're in the top two percent maybe top one percent if you're making any money podcasting so kudos to you if you're making a hundred or five hundred bucks a month i guess that's a good time to thank my lost interest for his dollar 99 super chat he says love this show i hit the like button 20 times thank you oh, so thank much you. my lost interest but 27 bucks 27 bucks, whatever it is. Like at least that makes it so that you're better than the hundreds of thousands of podcasters. if not millions that have zero audience 
I read one this. time that like, yeah, if you, if you on audio only, this was, they were saying, if you get a hundred downloads, you're in like the top 1% of all podcasts. Cause there's so many dead podcasts out there too. There's podcasts well, that right. just, yeah, they, they take you that back to that. And the so, other thing I never ahead, get into sorry. podcasting to make money. It's, it's the wrong angle to do it because I did this as a hobby. I, I play guitar as you guys probably know. I talk about it in, in bands and stuff. And I've always done that as a hobby. I never thought I was going to become a multi-millionaire, you know, playing, playing surf music, playing instrumental rock music. So that's for fun. I got into podcasting for fun. I never thought we'd make a dime. I was reluctant to start a Patreon. People in our Discord were like, Carl, if you start a Patreon, I will donate. I want to donate to your Patreon. Fine. I'm like, all right, you guys keep telling me this. I'll start a Patreon. And so it felt I, dirty at first? You felt a little Well, like, yeah, it yeah, felt yeah. a little weird because I was doing this as a hobby. I've, yeah, I, I owned a business at the time. I, I didn't need money. And um, people kept telling me that. And then... And and really, that's the advice I'd give for young podcasters. Wait until there's a demand, because otherwise it's embarrassing. There's uh, these local guys. I won't mention their names, but there was this local podcast here who's in who Rochester. Yeah, that no one okay. listened to. And a couple of the guys came on my show in the early days, but no one listened to their show. And uh, they started the Patreon. And I looked one day, they had one patron on their Patreon. And I, I go, Vinny, because he knows those guys too. He's going, I go, Vinny. Oh, I thought you were going to say it was Vinny's podcast. Well, no, I, I go, I go, Vinny, can you believe these guys? They have one pa- patron. He goes, yeah, that's me. I'm like, oh, okay. Well, there you go. Oh, that's fucking wow. funny. Like, don't, don't start a patron until you have an audience of people actually want to uh, get bonus content or just support you because they appreciate what you do. How about uh, switching gears yesterday, I guess, in terms of news. All right. Before we get to that, uh, I don't know how to say that. I'm going to call you Jozu. The fact that OJ hasn't been on point dabble point is a crime. That comes up. That comes up. And thank you, Gavin House, for uh, becoming a member for 99 cents. Nobody really has to do that. Uh, all right, back to this. Chad Zumach goes on MLC. It's Chad versus the sorcerer, essentially. That's what Kevin calls, Kevin Brennan calls the therapist. I know you had a show yesterday, so I don't know. Did you see any of Chad? Uh, with the therapist and what was your impression so mike had to do do who are these socials an hour early we usually do 6 p.m we had to do 5 p.m because he was going to see dave chappelle at uh, the garden last night so mm. i was torn because here i am trying to prep for who are these socials and i'm looking i got obviously bs is on there and john's trying to snipe bs and then you had mlc and and uh nlo is sniping mlc and then john sniping nlo sniping mlc so i tried to tune in for a second but i did not have time what was the uh what was the takeaway from that episode i mean i i loved it i i guess i'm i'm a weirdo i feel like i'm alienating myself from the dabbleverse every week but i love brennan i love misery loves company i mean it, it was fascinating to me uh, because it, it started to make me think like, why, why do I watch these podcasts? What does it say about me? What would this therapist right. say? Why am I so invested in Chad Zumach? And, it, it, you know, there was a lot of stuff. Basically, it came down to, and, and I think I'm going to do a, a, a separate episode. Chad, I mean, at one point, four years old, according to him, assuming he's telling the truth, was stuck in a room with his dead grandfather, with the corpse of his grandfather for an hour. Wah. And then a year, well, wow, I'm Dr. John. But it all stems from trauma, according to the therapist. Essentially, everything in his life and the way he reacts to things and the way he overreacts to things uh, all come from 
uh, th that childhood trauma. I would say listen to the episode. I mean, whether you hate Chad, love Chad. Well, there's Kevin, no way to compelling. because Ke Kevin takes them down. So there's no way to do that. So. Patreon. You'd have to. Yeah, you'd have to go to Patreon. Yeah, I'm gonna spend a lot of time on on Chad. Uh, I'm gonna in, give in Kevin Brennan money after all the shit he's talked about me. Okay, that well, sounds like a good plan. But you don't. Do you still? Do you have a begrudging respect for Brennan, or is at this point he he said he's talked too much shit? Because I know well, you, listen, you have said many times uh, you you think he's funny. He is funny. I, and I don't care. People talk about me. I don't take it personally. I put myself out there, so I deserve everything that I I get for that. No mask my for thing, you. My thing with Kevin, right? My thing with Kevin Brennan is his show is just not what it used to be and i know that it goes his show has gone through a lot of ups and downs and different progressions and different co-hosts and things like that but you got to admit carlos and uh don't turn no it offense, on me don't no offense turn it to on you. me no offense to you i know you've oh, been yeah, a thank you. guest but the, the quality of guests he's gonna have that show has declined quite a bit in the past couple of months because he's just pissing everyone off and it's it's a weird thing to do. It's this, I, I think Kevin, and maybe they talked about it. I think I tuned in for a second. They were talking about it on the show where Kevin might have the same kind of thing that Chad does where he thinks that people aren't going to like him. So he's like, fuck you. I don't like you first. He, he wants to get out in front of it. There was a line where he talks about, yeah, uh, this is going to fuck me somehow. I'm going to get stabbed in the back. So I'll, I'll screw it first. And I yes. thought that was fascinating. But that's part of the reason. That's the exact reason why I watch Kevin Brennan all the time. You know, I think there's something to be said if you've ever gotten passed over for a job at work or you're, you're, you're not as successful as you think you should be. And you see somebody like obnoxious John making millions with Tukey, you start to get jealous, right? There's that human part of yourself that starts to get jealous, you know, maybe. Or I, if you start, I, you see obnoxious John hanging out in your green room uninvited. You're just like, what the fuck is going on here? Right? Uh oh, wow. Uh -oh. <laughs> Let's pause and address this. I'm yeah. Kidding. I'm kidding with you. It was, it was cool hanging out with you in Detroit, buddy. Yeah, I that that all caught me all off guard after I heard that you OJ were sent not... me an apology. I'm like, no, nah, I'm just busting your You didn't think yeah. he was kidding. OJ, you no, he... I definitely didn't think he was kidding. It made me look like uh or the way it sounded to me, the way I took it, like I was some low life, just like a hanger on, just <laughs> creeping up in the back and eating all their pizza and I taking advantage of it. No, yeah, I felt horrible actually nah, dude, that I found out. You're fine. I was like, I'm dude, sorry. I'm on the. I'm sorry I brought it up again. I didn't realize they, you were this. They upset. put me on the poster. I was like, I thought it was cool. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that was. But okay, so now I, I gotta bring up this story. Ray DeVito comes over to our merch table. Now, I don't know if you guys have ever gotten professional posters printed. They're not cheap. You know, I spent over a thousand dollars on on these posters, and they're for people who buy VIP. And if you want to purchase a poster, I think they were twenty bucks to to buy a poster. Ray DeVito comes up to the merch table to my wife and goes. uh, Hey, can I get one of these posters? Cause uh, you know, I'm on it. I'm on it. And, and my wife's just like, well, uh, well, we'll find out. I gotta, you know, we're, we're going to sell them first. If we have some left over, I'll talk to Carl. Yeah, but I'm, I'm on it. So can I get it? You know, how many people are on this fucking poster? <laughs> Everyone's on yeah, this poster. True. That is true. That is true. <laughs> but no, you... no offense to you. Oh, I mean, you deserve your, your spot. No, on and I sure. know, I knew you were, you were annoyed that like the, the pizza and just all the people that were back there. And yeah, it was just, I get it. When no, in you doubt. Know, Blame Ray DeVito. That's what it all comes to. Deflect. All right, let's see here. We have a couple of, uh, we have one super chat. Super chat. Coming in. I had to run upstairs for a second. Salvatore M. Salvatore M for $5. Saying the obvious, quote, quiet part, unquote, out loud. But Kevin is just a machine that reads 
super chats. He's not even human anymore. Stop <laughs> defending him. I find him funny. Uh, you know what? I'm just going to let you have your super chat. You paid $5. You don't need me to rebut it. Burning Bridges was a better show. Oh, nice group of folks. Love Carl and OJ. Gavin House says, lazy assumption to say childhood trauma has lasting effects into adulthood. Think that's in the region of common sense as well as psychology. I might be behind a little bit here, but all right, back to the show. To Ray. I was annoyed, not with you at all, because we you were back there before the oh, show. Oh, can we you pause this? Out. You were shooting photos and video. Hold on one second. Moment and, and, you know, we had. Just because okay, it's not going to matter. now paused. Yeah, but I just want to like kind of foreshadow like what he's talking. So or not for explain what he's talking about here. The, there was we were backstage and um, in Detroit, in Detroit. Yes, thank you. And uh, there wasn't that many of us. Maybe I don't know, like six of us, seven, maybe eight at the most. Well, we left the green room to watch WATP and you know Ray and Cardiff and El Horrible. And um, when we came back, there was like, it was packed with people. We had no idea who any of them were. And we all just stayed out of there because there was too many people in there. And uh, so, yeah, that's what Carl's talking about here. I wanted to mention that I, I didn't go back there again. So, but I didn't. Felt unwelcome. It was, it was, and then he mentioned, I, I had to run upstairs because there was like, world war three breaking out in my house yeah. but uh he mentioned that, that those are people who are connected to i guess a radio guy right wasn't that kind of the thing yeah i think they were friends uh, of his cardiff getting into character and tukey back there and everything so that was fine i was annoyed for real when i got done with the show and i went backstage and there's a bunch of people who have nothing to do with watp oh hey i'll pack there that i do not know and I walk back there to like, I don't know, get a beverage and, and a slice of pizza. And there's a guy back there just holding court, won't shut up. And I'm like, all right, well, I guess this is no longer my green room. So I'll be on my way. Was he right. even connected? Was he like even a fan of WATP or was it just somebody off the street? Or was he connected to that? Who's that singer guy? The homeless singer? That guy. Probably <laughs> no, he's not. He wasn't connected to him. He's connected to uh, Drew Lane, who was extremely gracious. Drew Lane actually uh, paid for the golden voice ted williams oh to that's be how part of the show so um you know i it, it's if drew has a friend that wants to go back in the green room then uh he he earned it w a t p that's right ted williams there it that is great so sticking with brennan for a moment there because i yeah. know you've talked about how not that you think kevin's a phony but you have sort of said that well kevin's beefs are like if he, he likes you it's pretend he hates you maybe it's pretend he has a, he no he is on. a phony it's it's obvious. I it's disagree. obvious. I mean, no, Melton has brought this up. I've brought this up. When he when you're friendly with him, you can do no wrong. And he compliments you. And he's like, oh, I was watching Carl. He does a great job. Blah, blah, blah. He said the same thing about Melton. And then as soon as he was angry with me, I can't do anything right. He was actually signaling for Samantha B. He's like, Carl's good about Samantha B. Samantha B had oh. a television career. I'm like, yeah, so did Neil Brennan. You ever heard of him? He made millions in television. So what does that tell you, Katie? But I, I, that, that's indicative of brennan because i think yeah here's another theory I that have. is indicative of brennan it's a it's a character flaw he's all right a but yeah, we all have those uh, he i think his thing is like the reason he hates like a shuli i think the reason he sort of hates to be in the dabble verse like i don't think he i think he likes now bob levy's gone and he, he can kind of wash himself because i think he looks down 
uh, on the dabble. He just had Suttering John on his show this week. What do you mean he wants to be out of the dabble? Screw with Shuli though. It's out of pure hatred. It's out of pure aid. It's not really. I don't know if it's really. How does that screw with Shuli? I think he just says, "I've got the golden apple. I've got the you're a fool. He's with me." Ha ha ha! Like he did with you when he tried to he tried to talk him out of going on. I think it's just pure troll. But I think I think the reason he he like hates a Shuli is because Brennan came up with real comics. You know what I mean? Say what you will about his career. He you know he had credits and all that. Yeah, he's not a household name in terms of stand up comics. But I think he views himself as he put in. Th- he actually is a dues payer, and he seems to have it's a combination of self loathing. But he he can't respect a guy like Shuli who he sees has a following, does well on YouTube, gets those super chats. He just doesn't get it. He thinks, like, I guess the, the public is stupid for supporting that guy. Carlos Danger. <laughs> I know you're a fan of Kevin Brennan. It's but a form of honesty, though. If you dislike someone because they're successful, that makes you an asshole. That makes you a shitty person. And the fact that you're saying, well, he doesn't like Shuli because Shuli's doing well is a character flaw once again. That's fucked up. If if you go around hating Doesn't people make for good, doing as well good as you doing though, it's it's I mean, it makes it, for a good it's it's the I'm, essence I'm of that it. podcast. I'm over it. I don't know. It's kind of the same shit over and over again. It's getting old, in my opinion. How long can you do that for? I don't like Shuli. What, what did Shuli do to you? Uh, he was at a show and the guy gave out my number and I gave out his number the year before. So he actually had a good reason to give out my number and Shuli had nothing to do with it. I hate Shuli for that reason. Okay, so a made-up reason that doesn't make any fucking sense. It's not logical at all. And you're going to hate on this guy forever? That's that's the shtick? Neat. You might notice that Julia's is taking the high road, doesn't talk about Kevin at all. And but Kevin he, talks, still but talks you about guys Shuli have organized all these shows around him, right? There seems like there's a concerted effort. Like the new show you're doing on Fridays is at 4 What is this PM. conspiracy? Well, is that I, all right? All right, I'll, I'll great. I'm not. It's an assumption I'm, I have yeah, yeah. when Kevin Brennan does his show. 19,000 times a week. It's always at 4 p.m. And now Shuli at one point was doing like Uncle Rico twice. Wasn't that a big F you to, yes, to Brennan? Yes, for sure. And yep. are, you, are you, in fact, that time slot at 4 p.m. on a Friday, is that a F you to Kevin Brennan? It's not. The reason why we chose 4 p.m. on a Friday is because I reached out to Shuli with this idea. And I said, I want this to be a collaboration. I, I mean, I, I reached out to you, Carlos. I wanted to get everyone involved in this um, point, devil point. And hopefully we will be able to get a lot more people involved in it. Uh, today, we have Phil Elmore again, but also Blind Mike Geary is going to come on. I'm going to ask Vinny Paulino if he wants to come on. We'll see what he thinks. But um, OJ, anyway. why, what is that laughter? I'm, I'm, I'm actually offended that you would have a guy like Phil Elmore that you would ask to have. Nonetheless, this, this is the second time. And not ask Obnoxious John, someone that's been in the Dabbleverse longer than Shuli. I might You're right. Add. You're right. I, I need to get OJ on the show. I will You're not right. do the show. I will not. Oh, I so not. Italian. Then what the I, fuck? Then what are you? I just wanted to point. I just wanted to point that out that I was. I'm very offended. Well, OJ, I, I see you were always be, the behind <laughs> the scenes guy, and now you have a filter, and you're on the show. But I don't know you to be verbose. So I, I guess that's why I didn't reach out to you. I, I certainly would be happy to have you on the show, but I didn't know that you were the front and center guy now. Is that your, your role? Well, I'm not the front and center guy, but I've, I'm, I'm, as you pointed out on your show, I've been on many shows. I'm, I'm sure you've heard me do other of shows. Of course, but-, but Phil Elmore sits down for an hour and a half by himself and puts out an entire argument and does a very reasoned a approach. One. It's very different 
Well, all right. If you say so, he's, he's got a hear lot of said, people OJ. listening to him now. I, I, I think he's very articulate and oh, he's, yeah. he's a lot more articulate than I am. I, I I'll give him that, but um, I, I'm not a fan of his takes at all. I find them very boring. Well, good. Isn't that a good thing? Don't you want people no. with different takes? No, that's yes, I do, but not boring ones. Not boring right. ones. I, I do right. have you brought up Phil Elmore. I'm a fan of Joey C. There, you know, there you go. He's he's not articulate, you know, but no. he's <laughs> he's not boring not. either. He's gonna be coming uh. to you, Carl. El Harible sent me a message saying, I can't I just can't watch Phil Elmore. We already have one super obese straight man, and his name is Carlos Danger. That's that's very true. I totally agree. I am jealous of, of Phil Elmore. But I'm saying, Carl, if you took on Phil in a in a in a flashlight fight, hand to hand combat, but, but you can have a flashlight as a weapon, would you would you take him? Do you think? No, definitely not. I don't have any martial arts training. He's like a mall a mall ninja, right? Is that isn't that what they're saying on Reddit? <laughs> would you go on know. MLC again, Carl? Would you? Yes, you go yeah, again. Definitely. Yeah, I, I, I actually I want to. I want to talk to Kevin about all of this. I'm I'm happy to let some time pass and everyone calm down. But um, no, I, I want to talk to him because it, the way everything went down was Kevin tried to fuck up my gig, which is a dick move in my opinion. And then I called him out for it, and then he immediately changed the story and acted like he didn't do that. Going to interrupt Carl for one second. Just there's a couple of good points on there that I want to. Or, or I love this Phil Begmore. It's fucking great. <laughs> Mojo Buffalo, before we go on to the, like the next subject here, Mojo <laughs> Buffalo says, I think the fact that KB can't admit that he dislikes Julie because there's a jealousy slash resentment of his success, and instead he blames it on the phone giveaway, proves Carl's point. He's a phony. Uh, Muzzle of Bees, I'm now with you, Carlos. I think OJ is part. <laughs> Is part of this work and by the way g rob thank you very much for becoming a member of the insufferable bastards podcast scrolling down a little bit uh phil's martial arts books are a joke that no self i'm sorry i just butchered that one phil's martial arts books are a joke that no self-defense instructor takes seriously thank you rate hard the untrainable all right now, so we're going over the 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 origin of the Carl Kevin breakup because Carl was going on Kevin's show a little bit a couple of months back and went on his show for days afterwards, going Carl's all mad at me. All I did was watch a video. It's like no, 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 that's not what you did at all. And he just changed the story and the so gaslighting thing. I have what, no what exactly? For. What exactly was it? What did he saying he watched it? Was this when he okay. told John not to go on? So I posted a video on my YouTube channel that morning, goofing on oh. John. Okay. I do that right. most mornings. <laughs> I do that a lot. It's, it's my brand. It's my job. Right. It's my living. And uh, Kevin saw that. And then he has John on his show. And he goes, I don't know why you're doing a show with Carl. He's goofing on you. And now you guys are going to team up and do a show together. Not getting the point that the whole idea of me versus John, me versus John, is to have a debate to talk about these issues that we have with each other, him trying to get my Patreon taken down and my YouTube taken down and all mm -hmm. this shit. It wasn't for us to, to form a fucking team and be like, hey, let's watch the Shuli Network together and laugh at Shuli. That wasn't what this was at all. And Kevin not understanding, like, yeah, the reason why I put that video out is to fuel this debate. I want John angry at me. I, I'm angry at him. Let's go. And Kevin comes down and goes, John, Carl's still goofing on you. I don't know why you're teaming up with him. Don't even do the show. Like, Kevin, you're missing the point. This is why I put this video out is to get more people watching to see what this debate's going to be. You're going to hate that I say this, but I found it. 
I loved it because it made me want to watch you and John even more because it kind of yeah, threw but it you almost up didn't and happen. You were so angry, it was. It was I was. Great radio. It almost didn't happen. John literally was driving to the pub after he <laughs> Whoa, left pause. MLC, and I had to text him that he's a pussy Did in order you... for him to turn around and come and do the show. So it's really... sorry about that. that. That guy, Big Papa, he's like one of my. I got I got a few hate haters, <laughs> so it's weird to see him. Say something There's a nice chat from Big me. Papa. He says, OJ is correct about Phil. He's getting very boring. I liked his first episode, but every episode since has been the same. OJ is an actual OG. I was, uh, and you know what? For anybody out there, I was I was halfway kidding with how my tone, you know, I, I as far as me. What are you not talking about? Do, tone? When I was talking about never going, I'll never do point. the show. You know, yeah, I was I was kind of joking around. But um he might not like me uh, coming up soon in the interview, Big Papa, because, uh, you know, some people look at it like I attack Shuli, but I don't look at it that way. I look at it just like I'm asking questions about things that I notice or make points about things that I see. So we'll see how he feels about me in a few minutes. Mr. Panhandler for $10. Both of you are imbeciles for hitching wagon to Ray. <laughs> KB is not a phony at all. A lunatic, definitely not phony at all. I should point out that when I, what I said earlier was Carl has called him a phony. Carl said he is a phony. Then he described his personality. And I said, that's honest. I don't think Kevin Brennan is a phony. And we do. Ray DeVito is the Lord Jesus Christ. But thank you for the $10. Well, we didn't hitch our wagons. I certainly didn't hitch my way. I'm. I consider well, Ray a buddy. I, I've done his show. I don't go on his show all the time. I don't even. I was probably on the show last week. I don't know. Ray is just on another times. one of these guys in this universe. That's you know. That's, yeah, Ray's a good guy. Uh, but no, I, I look. I, I the, the times. I the only reason yeah, I and ever Ray got deserves on a MLC lot of the, or the. I was gonna say sorry, Ray go deserves a lot of the abuse that he gets. But not all the time. So, you know, I think we're allowed to defend right. Ray every once in a while, right? Yeah, I think so. Uh, I think people get dollar ninety nine. And I just, I just said that because I think people, you know, misinterpret that as something different. Phil is not a comedian. He doesn't get it. Neither am I. I, I, I identify are with we. Phil uh, a little bit. All right, all right. Back to what are they talking about? Everyone, I'm just reading the chat. Everybody, I guess that Phil calling the uh comedy at the carlson or doing the email or whatever he did really lit a fire in the uh, the dabble verse today yeah and i i didn't know that all the comments this, are, are negative towards phil i guess i'm trying to say okay i mean at the end of the day it's john's fault like the way that john could be manipulated and still is you're uh, a it's a weird kevin brennan apologist you don't see anything that kevin did wrong there no no i'm not no i'm saying kevin's gonna be kevin you know what i mean kevin's a loaded gun you know what i mean and he's, and he's like defective so yeah eventually how do you feel about hold on, hold on, no, before, hold on, OJ? I gotta ask this now. I hold your thought though. I want to hear what you have to say. Okay. Carlos, Kevin's gonna be Kevin. Who are you for Hamas or Israel? Oh, I don't even Hamas is gonna be Hamas. What do you mean? That's what they do. They murder people. What are you gonna do? Hey, there's some torture involved. We drive children through the streets. Whatever. Wow. Hey, I'm a mayor Koch guy. I'm a mayor Ed Koch guy for life, New York City. But look, do you understand my argument though? You can't just say his shitty behavior is who he is, so it's great. No, it makes him a shitty person. Go ahead, OJ. You were gonna say I was gonna just point out that (laughs) you know, you're calling Carlos uh, a KB apologist. I would 
argue that maybe you're a Shuli apologist because a lot oh. of the things that you said about KB are in fact things Shuli has done. You know, uh, recently, from what I understand, they're they're striking John. Not cool. Um, the gaslighting. I mean, you know, Shuli gaslights his audience. He beats around the bush around a lot of things that topics that come up. The most recent was Patrick Melton. He kind of, you know, ran away from that whole thing. I I don't. I guess yeah. I guess what I'm asking is why do you not ever go after Shuli? Well, Shuli and I have had our differences. Interrupting for one second to say thank you to G Rob for five dollars. I think Phil has wisdom about human nature and interactions. I find him entertaining. Thank you, G Rob. We definitely did uh, dig in. I, I don't know how long ago it was a few months ago, but uh, we've definitely had our differences before. But no, but I, honestly, I like those guys over there. Uh, we've collaborated on on things together. Obviously, we've done each other's shows. We had DabbleCon that we uh, we put together and so i can work with those guys they're reasonable they do a good even job. while they're doing things that you are mad at Ke kevin about they, they do the same things i'm mad at kevin for trying to ruin my show with stuttering john uh julie has not done that to me but the show happened and i again i maybe i'm a kevin apologist right I, all right I, i'll i'll take that but the show happened and it was great okay thank you i appreciate it i'm glad it did it had a great run-up. It was like, you know, the, the the fighters, the UFC guys, Conor McGregor is a total asshole before the fight actually happens. Nice hype. And, and then, no, I'm glad I'm glad that the show ended up happening. It almost didn't, but I'm glad that it did. And yeah, I, I agree that I was a little more fired up than I would have been going into that show. Now I was afraid. I also seriously, I was like, holy no, shit, I've never afraid. seen Carl this bad. <laughs> don't be afraid of me. But but also you have to understand. The one thing that I do, except for today, is prepare for shows. Yeah. So I was Wait, sitting except there for today. <laughs> I'm just fucking with it. So I was sitting there preparing for the show that I had with Stuttering John. And then I'm watching out of the corner of my eye, John on MLC and going, Yep, I'm not gonna do the show. I'm like, what the fuck? I've been spending the last four hours putting yeah. this whole thing together, and now he's just gonna bail on it. So you know, from your perspective, hey, it all worked out great. Don't be upset. But from my I perspective, I know I'm being a dickhead. I'm, I'm like, I like to watch the car wreck. That's part. Sure, that's I understand. Part oh, of the, I understand. Yeah. I'm glad it all worked out. I'm glad it worked out the way that it did. But in in Kevin's goal was to make it not work out. That was definitely. And listen, like I oh, said, you I, okay? So I still like right. Kevin. Look at I still got my uh, good natured ribbing uh, thing over here. Troy Smith made. I'm hoping that someday oh, yeah, Kevin and I awesome. start our our show together. Yeah, right, I think so you guys are great together. So I, I, I do hope you guys end up uh, working and, together again in the future. Me too. Me too. I mean, I, yeah, yeah, I'd like to see you back on. And it does bum me out that Kevin alienates all these different fan bases by fighting with everybody. You know, it, it does not get, just uh, fan it, bases, comedians. Right. The actual I, I people tell you, and their fans. Yeah. We have, we have, um, you know, comics come in to, I'm going to go see Dan Soder tonight. He's in Rochester this weekend. And uh, Vinny Paulino gets to interview these guys for his show, Comedy at the Carlson cast. So he sits down with all these comics that come in and, and does interview shows with them to promote their gigs. And he tells me, and they talk about it off air. Every single one of them hates Kevin Brennan. Wow. Every single one. Now, of them. He's, he's just they pissed off to everyone. do his show or is like, no, they just that... don't like him. They don't care about his show. These are right. guys who are much bigger than Kevin Brennan, Dan Soder covered in the tally. There's right. a lot of guys who Kevin's pissed off and they've left him in their dust. So I don't know that it's, he's not helping himself with his attitude. I like him. He's a funny guy. Don't yeah, get me wrong. I, I can't he's, stop watching the show. Get his I own way. Be honest. 
That's maybe fine. it's an Irish thing. Maybe I have four older brothers, and maybe it's something like that. I just identify I, I tune in guys. just to see how bad the the guests have gotten. I know. So I, 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 I will. Can I? Time. You texted me once. Can I? Can I talk about that? It was a. It was a. But I was on Brennan. You probably don't remember this. I was on yeah, with yeah. Brennan. And you're like, oh my god, this is this is this is going slow. And I, like I felt like, oh. Carl oh, has my I... number, and his first text to me is like, "You're really, you're really shit." Wait, Rick here. No, I texted you during the show and called you out. <laughs> you didn't. You 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 basically said that the vibe was weird. You weren't specifically calling me out, but it was it was a late night stream where I had to. Oh. I was falling asleep, and I was. I might have it had was, a couple of beers. It was like in a the... Saturday. It was like a late Saturday night kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. I don't even know why I, I brought it up, but it was just the awkwardness of having uh, the so mayor I'm going of the back Gallivers. to our text. I'm going back to our text. No, no, no. Hey, I didn't, I didn't give you permission to go through all of them. Don't show OJ that one. Can I, can I tell you what my first text to you was? I'm reading gonna, right here. Are you going to ruin my story? Hold on. It says, Carlos, this, this is, is why they call you the librarian. Well, listen, you, you just ahead, made ahead, an ahead, accusation. Ahead, ahead. My first text to you was not. It's not you an accusation. You did. You, you go. Your first text to me was you suck on MLC. That's not what, I, that's not what it is at all. This is what I wrote. I wrote, Carlos, this is Carl. Thanks so much for hopping on today. Let's collab more in the future. That was my first text to you. All right. All right. All right. But the first <laughs> time kind of a different was, story. <laughs> the first time I was on MLC, I'll restate it. The first time I, I might have been exaggerating. The first time I was on MLC, or now maybe it wasn't the first time I was on MLC. The first time you had my number, I appeared on a MLC, and you sent me a text saying it was kind of a, a, a I kind of agreed with you. It was kind of a, a less than show. You wrote to me. I I'm going to edit. Tell. This is why. This is why this is being taped in advance. What? I'll edit all this out. No, you can't edit this out. What are you talking about? <laughs> all right. Well, I, we won't talk anymore. Bring up real fast. Yeah, I, I was trying to be self-deprecating there, bringing up that text. I wasn't trying to screw uh, Carl over there, but I sucked on that MLC. I just want to state that for the record. Oh, I'm saying wasn't wasn't yes, my best did. drunk performance. Worry about our text, yeah, and I, I didn't mean it like an accusation, Carl. I really didn't. I, I, I apologize if you took it that way. But everyone took it that let, way. <laughs> the the origin of the beef with Chad Zumach, I wanted to touch upon again, sticking with yep. MLC, and I apologize to keep doing that. Uh, I was watching like MLC during the pandemic, and so like Chad was is my era of MLC, and then he had yep. the. He broke away from from Kevin for a while, and I even went and subscribed to Chad's Patreon at that point. And one thing that was going on during that whole time, whenever this was 2020 or, or whatever, he was obsessed with Chrissy Mare. Like I only, I only, I only first heard of Chrissy Mare and Frank Pellegrino through Chad Zumach. Mm -hmm. He would just, it, it seemed obsessive to me. I almost was fascinated by how obsessed he was. Uh, it was and weird. then it was, it was, yeah. It was, it was strange. I went I went down and did Chrissy Mayer's content house in Orlando. That was later. Yes. Yes. That was later, but he was still obsessed with her. We did a we did a show at the Orlando Improv and we had to ban Chad from the building because he was threatening us and being a real weirdo about things. So when you talk about how because you started going after Chad, right? Mock Zumok became sort of a weekly segment for a while, I think. Mm -hmm. uh, Steel Toe at this point, he went in there. So my theory is that you, you had talked about how Chad appeared on your show and had two bad appearances. And that's why you started sort of fucking with him, with these, uh, or, or roasting him. And I think it was more, it wasn't really that. It was really because it had to be that Frank and Chrissy reached out to you and said, hey, this guy's obsessively talking about us. Can you help us out? 
Oh gosh, no. There there would never be a communication like that from Chrissy or Frank. They're not that way. But I but I saw what Chad was doing and I saw how he was uh going after them hard. And listen, I'm friends with Chrissy and Frank. I went to their wedding. Um, you know, she, Chrissy has stayed over at my house over DabbleCon and stuff like that. Like, I'm pretty good friends with them. We we've gone on vacation together and stuff. So when Chad's going as hard as he was going at them for what and and maybe I'm biased for what seemed like no reason at all. Like they did nothing to him. It was just like this weird, venomous, not funny, just fucking with people thing that I was like, okay, I'm going to highlight this and talk about it. And people think that I, I had this whole plan. That I'm like, all right, John's going away. So now Chad's the new John. I started goofing on Chad before John left his mm-hmm. show. Yeah. So it, it wasn't a thing where it was just like, oh, I'll replace this little cow with this little cow. I was just watching what Chad was doing. Chad had been reaching out to me uh, about various things. and. I, I just got to the point where I'm like, oh, that's that's what it was. Now I'm thinking back to it. What really tipped the scale. So he's going after Chrissy. He's being a dick. He's not funny. And he was on my show twice and was terrible at it. And then when he said, I'm getting into the Stuttering John game, I'm going to be the next guy. Everyone's making money goofing on Stuttering John. Now I'm going to do it. I went, no. This but is it was kind of an offhand. It was an offhand Chad remark, though. I don't think he had any real intent of like, I mean, he doesn't have the wherewithal. He has never done anything where he's, I'm going to start this new show and my topic is going to be stuttering John. But that that rubbed you the wrong way because he thought he was grifting. Why do you think that's true? Because he started Kumius Cucks and he's he's done All a right, lot Kumi's, of shows. <laughs> Kumius Cucks is the one thing. That, well, he that also did done. the MLC. But, and that uh, was much Snipe later. That, that was later. Right? We talk about an the interesting guy. You seem to know people's intentions. Even if they say they're going to do something, you're like, yeah, but he wasn't going to do that. You like know what their real intentions are. How well, is he that never possible? did it. He never did it. Yeah, because he got called the fuck out. Plus, John went away right after that. But, but no, I, I, I honestly think it was, it was helpful though, that I called him the fuck out on it. My accusation, and again, I'm just I'm just posing these questions. My accusation is that uh, it wasn't really <laughs> that he was terrible twice on your show. It's that you were coming to the defense of your friend, Chrissy Mayer, which is understandable. Yeah, there there were a number of issues that that uh, bubbled up at once, I guess. And then, so what's the status now? I know you said a couple of weeks ago, and Chad ran with this that you're not going to be talking about Chad because it got it got a little too personal. It got a little too too weird. Is that the reason why I stopped talking about Chad? Is because he did this thing. You know, we had the black eye incident, and I thought that was interesting. I did multiple shows about what a liar he is. He came up with the first story. I knew it was a lie immediately. And he's like, all right, you got me. Here's what really happened. I knew that was a lie. That was ridiculous. So I was going after Chad for lying and, and all that kind of stuff. Then all of a sudden, he started doing this thing where he would tweet out a photo of like a gun shop. Oh, and, right. hey, I'm going to be at this place. And I just bought this gun. And there was another really big lie in there, too. I forget what it was. And um, so we're, I'm watching this, and I'm seeing these tweets go out. I'm like, well, this is obviously bullshit. And then he got called out on a show. Not long after that, he goes, well, yeah, no, I'm lying. I, I'm lying all the time. It, it, it's None of that's true. And I go, oh, well, then this is boring. What's the right. point of watching a guy who's a known liar? And it's fun to call out someone for lying. But now they go, yeah, everything I say is a lie. I'm like, well, then why am I listening to you? Who cares? Ha ha, you. you listen to my lie. Yeah. Right. So yeah. Lie. Right. The joke's on me. You know what I mean? Like if, if Alex Jones came out and went, I don't believe any of this bullshit that I'm saying, he'd lose all credibility immediately. No one would listen to him. Like, oh, well, I'm listening because I think you believe it. I don't know if I believe it, but I think you do. But if Chad comes out and he's, he's just like, yeah, I say I do this and I do that. I don't do any of it. You're like, oh, okay, well, then I'm done with this. This is boring. Gotcha. 
All right, switching gears. All right, let's. We're gonna get off. I agree with that 100. percent By the way, thank you. Agree with what that that we found some common ground. You agree with common ground. I know. know. Everything he just said, his analogy was perfect, spot on. It's exactly how I feel about Chad. Like, why? It's a waste of time. He he lost the thread. Like, he was he was an interesting guy for a little while there, and he's standing by his crazy stories. And then as soon as just like, yeah, no, I'm just a liar. (laughs) Neat. I do after yesterday's show, I gotta admit, I want to see him back on MLC like maybe once a week, maybe, maybe twice a month. Well, you know why he's good on MLC between the two of them. There's something he's good on MLC because Kevin just rips on him. He does not treat him like an equal at all. And Chad's (laughs) just like, Hey, it's me, Bob, and Kevin. We're the team. It's like all they're doing is goofing on you nonstop. I mean, I like it. I enjoyed that era of MLC quite a bit. So I'm I'm with you on that. You know, I was looking uh the uh, this isn't the question I prepared, but it just came into my head. It's totally totally changing gears here. But I'm looking at uh, Shuli the Shuli Network uh, numbers on their on their YouTube videos, mm-hmm. and every video is like eight thousand views, ten thousand views, eight thousand views, ten thousand views. It might yeah. even be one in there that has like twenty. So is because because I'm sort of not watching John as much as I used to, right? I'm just sort of whatever time and, and job stuff. But are are we at peak? Dabbleverse at this point are there more people watching stuttering john than ever before because it looks like the shuli network by those numbers are as popular as they've ever been yeah i think that is definitely the case i think um dabblers anonymous is is larger than it ever was before people are watching these shows more so than they were before there's more people talking about it so there's more people into it and people discover stuttering john through different avenues now and you could tell stuttering john shows when he goes I'll let Carl finish here, but I actually had a follow-up question. This kills me. The whole reason I asked that question was to ask the follow-up, and then I forgot to ask the follow-up. I'll talk about it in a second, but I blew it. I blew it. It was live. Have more people watching than ever before. He used to have 200 tops watching his live stream. Mm. Now he's getting 400, 500 people because they want to see it before all the shows that goop on him see it. I can tell you, um, looking at, because we did the first point, double point on my channel it's got over nineteen thousand views wow, wow. And, and, so, and for our and that's world just a round table discussion now don't get me wrong tukey's on there so you know that's a pretty big uh poll tukey, right the, there but other than that the king of the doubt da- so tukey got me distracted because i what i wanted to ask yeah i've been looking i was looking at shuli's numbers this morning i haven't looked at them in a long time and they seem to be way up they he seems to be the, the channel seems to be as popular as ever but we are coming off that view gate right is there any when you look at the views now, can you ask, is it real? That's what I wanted to ask Carl. I wanted to go into a thing about Viewgate, and I totally, totally missed it and just got, you know, because I'm wrapped up in fucking Tukey, the puppet. So sorry about that, Appleverse. I think Tukey's <laughs> appeal is that he's not, uh, you know, there's so much drama and like Kevin Brennan versus Bob Levy, and then you have just like a puppet goofing on it all. This People, people need that. It, 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 there's something comforting about that. Yeah, I, I think um, the the potato filter, obviously, Cardiff went a long way with that. And uh, there is something about Tukey that's just disarming and fun. And it gets us all to just breathe a sigh of relief. Like, that's right. This is just comedy. We're all just having right. fun here. Right. Yeah. How about, uh, I was looking into your background a little bit, and you've probably been asked this before, but whatever, I'm going to ask it again. Ebaum's World. Like, I yeah. remember that website from back in the day. I don't remember exactly what I saw on it. It was maybe it was a beheading video or pornography. I don't even know. Did you have that? Was that kind of stuff on there? I don't no. think so. No. <laughs> but how did maybe. you land? How did you land that job? Because that was early on in the internet. It seems to me. 
Yeah. Well, that was a, a dream come true. So E-Bombs World was this site that was a little bit YouTube before YouTube, but it had other things. It had games on there. It had all sorts of different things. It's just an entertainment site. And I would go on there. I worked at the local newspaper in the uh, what was called the New Media Department. I worked for their website. In what the early what 2000s. newspaper, may I ask? Is the, the Democrat and Chronicle of uh, a Gannett newspaper. The first, wasn't that, isn't that the, this is really geeky, but that's the first Gannett ever. Isn't that their flagship or their? It might be. It might be. I can't remember if it's um, Rochester. Oh. It, was another, it, it was definitely out of New York State. Anyway, it, one of the very first Gannett papers, yes. And so to pass time at work, I would go on E-Bombs World, play games, watch videos, all that kind of stuff that everyone was doing. I had no idea it was local. It was just a website that everyone was going to. It was a very popular one. And then, lo and behold, in my uh, one of my business meetings, I'm sitting down with across from Ebom, wow. and uh, we're, we're having a meeting. And you know, a, a few months goes by, and I was in advertising. He needed someone to help him with the advertising side of his business. He reaches out and says, "Hey, Carl, you know, I, I could use someone to help me on the advertising side." And I was like, "I couldn't wait to quit my job. I fucking hated working for Gannett. It sucked. Giant corporation. I worked so, for Gannett. Uh, did you really? Which as uh, which a reporter." Favorite? Yeah, I was that uh, they owned the patent trader, which was part of the journal news in Westchester County. Okay, yeah, a, it was it was a family owned weekly they bought, but anyway, yeah, I, so I you I were get part it. of the guild. If you the were guild over- meaning, well, I wasn't in a, I wasn't in a union. Oh, oh you were, okay. guild. No, 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 okay. no, no. Because when at the DNC, it was very separated from the the reporters and the the rest of marketing and advertising oh yeah yeah no classifieds and everything was very separate i think that's why i instantly hated you because i was like oh this guy's a newspaper sales guy because that's how i was brought up you have to hate the sales guys and marketing guys but right so um yeah so i I got to work at you were director of advertising for ebounds yes director of advertising for ebounds world and uh, so that was one of these jobs where if you could picture what it was like to be in, you know, the internet, early internet boom. And this was the second boom. This wasn't the 90s. It's it wasn't pets.com, but it was. Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But everything that you would expect it to be, we're making money hand over fist. We have a whole game room in the basement. Every lunch break I spent playing darts with my buddy or we were playing Mortal Kombat on the, you know, the big consoles. Um, we, we had the uh, shuffleboard table, like all the crazy shit down there. So. It was just a blast. I loved going into work. I had a dream job for a little while, and it was uh, it was a lot of fun. Now they got bought at some point for like multi million dollar deal, I guess. Yes. Yeah. And- yeah. This handheld entertainment out of San Francisco. We, we went out there a few times, had meetings with them, and it was actually Carl Page, Larry Page's brother, who was one of the investors and part of the executive team of handheld that acquired us for I think seventeen point five million at the time. And then it sort of changed the whole culture of the thing. Was that, the, how did you end there? Yeah. So after that happened, a guy who I used to have contact with and I worked at the newspaper reached out, he's at an agency and he goes, Carl, I need someone to help me uh, with the digital marketing at my, at the agency that I work at. And I was like, okay, I see the writing on the wall here. Sounds good. I left two months later, everyone I worked with got fired. Which is the way there's <laughs> It's crazy to me, Rochester, though. And one of the things I, I like going to DabbleCon was I, I never realized, you know, I started listening to you. I assumed you were an ex-radio guy. You know, I, I assumed you were like a morning DJ somewhere and your whole crew was like that. Wow. But you're all, I did, That's, I did. That I appreciate that. That's that, a compliment. Wow. That was, that was my assumption. Uh, but I, I like the fact that you're all, you're a bunch of like local guys who got together yeah. and did this. And I guess there is something about Rochester as, you know, uh, John calls it the armpit of New York, but. There's something going on up there. 
He's thinking of Syracuse as the armpit of New York. Rochester. It is interesting how this has become, uh, in a, in a weird way, somehow the center of the Dabbleverse geographically. Yeah. yeah. Even though the Dabbleverse has no center, it's just the internet. But uh, geographically, DabbleCon was here, and then Southern John's live show is coming up in March. And uh, yeah, it just seems like a lot of things happen here for some reason. And then that that live show in March, I wanted to ask you about. What do you have any involvement? I know that show is Sunday, and and you've been like banned from. I, I don't even know if you can be in Rochester on Sunday, but <laughs> Friday, Saturday, are you involved in anything? Uh, yeah. So Saturday, they're doing um, Cardiff and Vinny, and Vinny's at my front door, and it's locked, so I got to go on. But oh, uh, shit. Yeah, sorry. I'm doing a creep off bonus at noon today, which is in ten minutes. Um, so I'm doing the subreddit surfing. They're doing a live episode of that Saturday night. I think I'm supposed to be on with them for that, but I also have to do my consequence for that, which is where Cardiff writes my standup set. Okay. Okay. So that's happening. So that's going to happen. And also if people are coming in from out of town, I know people have already gotten their tickets and stuff. Then we'll, we'll meet up with people. We'll do something Saturday night and hang out. That was another nice thing about DabbleCon. You, You could buy VIPs and that was great. But you guys, everyone was just mixing in with the crowd. One last question before you go. I got to ask this. Nobody Likes Onions yesterday was talking about, he was playing clips from Steel Toe. Steel Toe was okay. talking about how if he doesn't, he doesn't want to do the daily goal anymore. So he's going to give himself one year and he still has to do the daily goal in a year. He's going to walk away. Uh, oh, really? What he was, well, you, you know, Steel Toe sometimes will say something and then the next day, you don't know okay. if he was just, you know what I mean? But that's what, that's what I heard on Patrick Melton's uh, broadcast. And I'm wondering... Where do you see Steel Toe in a year? And do you have any advice in terms of revenue for that show? So I don't really follow uh, what Aaron's up to anymore. I'm, I, he took himself out of the dabble first and I have enough going on that I'm, I haven't been paying attention. I told him the very first time I ever talked to him, he had me on his show, would do an interview. And I told him, I go, what you're doing wrong here is you're starting with infrastructure and then trying to get the revenue to justify it. Mm. You got to start with no infrastructure and then as the revenue comes in you can start to build it similar to how shuli did it with uh, the shuli network or, or even how i've done it uh, with who are these podcasts and I, I guess to some degree he's done that because it sounds like from the clip i saw yesterday it's just him and april are the only people on the payroll now because he yeah, used I'm to not have 100 sure but yeah they have one other guy that comes on i think once a week maybe yeah okay so it's, it seems like he's thinned out the uh, the overhead a little bit really and he's a hustler. He'll figure it out. He'll 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 keep making uh, money. But I he's got to strip this way down. This whole idea that in order to make a living, this is what's crazy to me because I always thought show business is awesome. You get overpaid and you you work way less. You know, this is that's the great thing about show business. And these people are doing it wrong. Like even Shuli and those guys, they're on all morning and then they're on all evening. And Steel Toe is like doing five shows a day or whatever. This is just like, guys, I value your time more. You know, you like do, hmm. do a one great show. I mean, I used to do once a week with WTP. We moved to twice a week, but I'm not going to start doing a daily show. It, it's just like, why are we working so hard? That's not, that's why I got out of working at nine to five. Burnout's a thing. All right. One last question. I lied. Worst guest in the history of WATP. And why is it AJ Benza? AJ Benza was pretty terrible. He did not understand the format at all. He felt like he had to make noise every fucking second. Even when we brought Anthony Kumi on, he recognized like, yeah, no, this, we got a show going on right here. He's still just nonstop, just interjecting, talking. I'm like, okay, he didn't get it. Uh, but Chad was still the worst guest. 
and Gino Pascante, the Gino Pascante, uh, Alex Stein combination. I love Alex Stein, but Gino would not shut up during that episode. Yeah, I know that everyone was all fired up. We were down at uh, Chrissy's wedding and I just tried oh, to set up my okay, studio. Gotcha. I set up my studio impromptu. We had no internet. So I was having a hard time showing video to people. It was a whole thing. It was a clusterfuck. I tried to, to make something happen. Cause I'm like, Let's go. well, Anthony's supposed to be on the show that day too, but he didn't get into town in time. But yeah, that, that was like, I'm, I mean, down there with all these creators, all these comedians, I should definitely uh, do something with this. And maybe I shouldn't have. Um, it was funny because I remember Alex Stein at one point, he was in a weird, he had a weird thing going on. But anyway, Alex Stein, who I love, he goes, you know, I'm not good at these like reaction shows. You play huh. a clip and then you react to it. I'm like, well, you don't have to react to every fucking clip that Alex. <laughs> like, like he was, he was talking the whole fucking time. That was just like, I'm not good at this. Like, okay, well, I'm here. Gino's here. You know, we had uh, Missy B. Like, you don't have to. We we got other people to discuss this. But anyway. that's great. I'm so All sorry. Right. I really no, no. Yeah, you got to go. Sitting outside my house. I'm Let him in. I, I said it would be a half hour. It ended up being uh, almost an hour. So please, everybody, you know who Carl <laughs> is. Who are these.com. Check him out on Twitter. Carl, thank you so much for coming on. Guys, thank you. I love you both. Hey, love you, Carl. Love you. <laughs> All right, that was that. That was our interview with the great Carl from Who Are These Podcasts, Obnoxious John. Yes, yeah, it wasn't so as fun. bad as I thought. Afterward, I was kind of like, oh, man, that sucked. I saw a couple of interesting chats, uh, especially from Mojo Buffalo, that I wanted to scroll up and see. I should have, you know, if I only had started, I'm such a... I love that we had to... Uh, or we, you, got, you said to Carl, one more question twice. And you were able to get like yeah, four well. or five questions in that time and make Vinny Paulino wait outside. I love it. Well, I wonder if that is that what set up Vinny to be Ooh, angry so many hours later at Phil, the fact that he was, yeah, watching him on his ring light or whatever. Or started the fuse. Mo Mojo Buffalo. So I think we can both maybe address this, although it's a complete stab uh, at the air because we have no info. Carlos, do you feel a sense of disbelief that Shuli Network shows would do higher numbers than KB's and he must be purchasing them for his inferior show? Get a mouthful of spit. Uh, I mean, it, it doesn't exactly, I would, I guess what, KB's an acquired taste or, or, or a disacquired taste? I mean, it doesn't, it doesn't surprise me that the Shuli Network has more mass appeal or mainstream appeal than a Kevin Brennan, right? I mean, just look at our chat. So I don't think that surprises me. What surprised me a little today is when I went and looked at how well Shuli is doing, I was surprised. And the first thing I thought was like, hey, wait a second. They just had that Viewgate thing. It, it made me question it. Uh, so, you know, yeah, there's that. I mean, but, but the other part I, that's always going to be there, I think, for me. I don't know. I, I don't know if they're, if they're really getting those numbers. You know, I know they get they do well in their memberships and super chats, but yeah, I mean, are those numbers real? Well, yeah, and of course, Kevin Brennan he thoroughly believes like the numbers are, are fake, but you know, I I don't I don't know why Shuli would fake his numbers because he knows that revenue comes from the super wow. chats, and also which the they, other thing is I have get. my own. It's confirmation bias. There's there's my own bias because I'm not watching as much as well, I was. And therefore, you always think everyone has everyone. Then no one else must be watching like I'm not watching. Well, you just uh, made so, me think of something that I never thought of before. But, you know, why would they do that? The question you, you posed. 
uh, why would they do that? I, hasn't that been one of their biggest bits for a while with their sound drop of Kevin? Show me the numbers. Show me the numbers. So they're showing them the numbers. So I, I could see Shuley doing that. I'm not saying they are, but I could see that, especially after uh, sustained and, and this for this long and this this long after the whole conflict between Bob and I don't know. We I mean it is that's why it was like the whole thing. Why were we obsessed over whether Chris Abel's and Replayables bought some or inflated views? I think we well, were well because obsessed. that's what we were taught to be concerned about. I was obsessed. I, I I find it fascinating. It's a it's an interesting story to follow. But I mean, everybody in this world talks about views. It was what they were talking about on every episode. So, Show but I guess the at numbers. the end of the day, I I don't think that I don't think that Shuli is desperate or dumb enough to be inflating his views. And then Carl pulled up his numbers there when we interviewed him and said his numbers are are up for stuttering John stuff too. So anyway, that's my long winded answer to that. Uh, we'll never Ojo, know the answer. Buffalo. Right, yeah, we'll never know exactly for sure. Uh, Big Papa said, Mojo, I'm surprised MLC are still getting numbers. He's now averaging 400 bucks a show. See, I don't, I don't count what their money is. It's obvious uh, where a lot, where a lot of big hitters went after Bob left. Uh, yeah, I don't know if that's. Uh, see, I, mean, I, I, I know a lot of people disagree both. You can with like me, both. But... You can watch the BS show in the morning and watch MLC. There's no, there's no like law. You're not, you're not gonna be struck dead if you watch both yeah. shows. I liked Bob better. I don't know. I know a lot of people didn't like Bob, but I guess that's when I started watching is, is Bob. So I don't know. I enjoyed Bob I Levy on the show. Mojo Buffalo responding to Big Papa says he agrees. I'm an old school fan of Levy's comedy. So when he left, I kind of stopped watching MLC as much. When I pop in, the numbers are down and the super chats are sparse. Uh, according to, I think that was it. I that like, might, I, uh, I enjoy watching MLC when he doesn't have old people on. He's got someone, you know, like a Ray DeVito or someone he could just bitch at. It's very, it's, he's still really entertaining when you got that. Yeah. But I don't know. I'm not a big fan of the Kevin Brennan interviewer, you know, I don't know. See, I love that. I love when he has old, older comics on people of his generation or people he knew coming up. I love Fred Stoller. Uh, I mean, the, the only fans model or whatever she was, the, the porn actress that was a little out of left field. I didn't, I didn't watch the whole episode, but in general, yeah, right now it's my, my favorite uh, podcast. Uh, Kirkland Reds 100s. I used to watch both, but I couldn't take KB only talking about Shuli for two to three hours at a time. What about Shuli talking about John for two to three hours at a time? Uh, yeah, that's true. That's true. Uh, Ryan, Kevin is insane, but he's one of the few funny people in this world. I put El Harible and Croche from WATP in that list too. Oh yeah, I wanted that's I I wanted to ask Carl whatever happened to Croche. I don't know if he's he's probably addressed that, but I don't know it. Uh, I, think I heard that he just he just decided just to to quit. I think that's pretty much it. Not sure. Thank you for your five dollars. Barrister 1401. What did Ray used to call him? Barista? Surely yeah. not buying views. <laughs> Just compare the super chats, which cannot be faked. Yes. The Shuli oh, network yes, gets twice. Super chats can be faked. You can send yourself a super chat. How can it not be fake? I'm not saying they're faking super chats, so don't run with that, people. I'm just saying they can be faked. That's all I, I'm saying. I, who would go through that? I don't think anybody would they go through that. I'm, yeah, I'm not they, saying they are. I didn't say they did. I'm just saying they can be faked. 
The Shuli Network gets two to three times as much super chats. Those are real numbers. Yeah, and right. I, I was just saying, I looked at the, the the view count and I hadn't looked at it in a while. I expected it to be lower than it was. I didn't think we're at peak Dabbleverse. Again, that was my own personal a bias coming in to seeing those numbers, if that makes any sense. If Shuli had 10 million viewers, I still wouldn't be one, means nothing. Be Dabbler for $4.99. We already have a super obese straight man. We don't need another FPE. Thank you so much for your support. Uh, breaking news. <laughs> breaking news. OJ accuses Shuli of faking super chats. Then... Plaid Corp, orange face, no one cares. I don't know what they don't can uh, don't care about. But anyway, th- you know that's the show. There it is. There was our interview with WATP. Thanks to Carl uh, for coming on. I appreciate it. Uh, Muted Growl says 100% false. MLC gets more super chats. I don't really feel like they get less. I mean, I watch that show a lot, but I don't. And I'm also one of those guys. Like, I think the way Kevin handles super chats is funny it's it's engaging to me because he uses it to riff i mean i'm just a fan of the show but hey different strokes for whatever that is right uh even yeah, if you cares? send yourself like, a super I, chat I'm, it's not i'm fake. happy youtube still takes 30 percent, says g rob it's who cares who makes more you know if, if they're making a, a nice living off of doing this and i don't know i'm happy for both of them and KBN it's still better than any yeah, that's a that's a great point. It's still better. It's fun to 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 have theories about this, but yeah, it's not exactly real life, and it's still more entertaining than like what Howard Stern puts out now. Unfortunately, it's still more entertaining than anything you'll see anything you'll really see on TV at this point, or freaking comic book movies. Enough of those. I got no way to end this. Do you have any uh, suggestions as a professional who works with Cardiff and El Horrible? How do you end a stream? Shuli, remove your strike from Stuttering John, because that's lame. I don't even know there is one. I, is that real? I, don't uh, know. I mean, apparently, I guess he played one of their songs. They apparently have a copyright strike on him. I don't know. I don't know what to, what to believe anymore. That's just what I heard. And if it's true, remove the strike, because that is shady. Peace and love, everybody. Peace and love. Thanks to everybody. Uh, who gave a couple of super chats there, who joined, and people who made uh, good points uh, and otherwise in the chat. Very much appreciate it. And thanks again to Carl from WATP. I'm Carlos Danger for the purpose of this broadcast. That's OJ. Tune in to Yo Remember the 90s. Oh, yeah. Thanks, God. Curtis Coming up. Yell at me. <laughs> yes, in about 40 I, minutes. Yes. Yo Remember the 90s. YouTube channels. At Yo Remember the 90s. Carlos, are you busy? Do you want to join us? I'm offering you an invitation right now. Think I'll about it. You got 45 minutes. You got a super chat. Four- oh, and you know what? And just like a programming note there, I see we just have, thank you, uh, Barrister1401. I'm doing, so we do these 99 cent memberships as a total grift. Uh, and I did promise if, if you're a member, we will do one members only stream. Going to do it tomorrow night going to talk at 7 p.m. tomorrow, going to talk about the Chad Therapy Show, which I was a huge fan of. I feel like even Kevin seemed disappointed by it, I guess, from what he said today. But we'll, we'll play some clips and go over that tomorrow for about an hour at 7 p.m. So uh, let's conclude with this. Barrister1401 for $5. Thank you very much. Do you think March 10th with SJ will end, <laughs> will end like the movie Carrie? 
one can only hope yeah hey, I didn't if try to guess anybody you. out there if you're thinking about going even if you're not if you want to come hang out with us idiots we're going to be up there so it's going to be a fun weekend either way and they're saying out there that Chuli didn't strike john so okay stand corrected yes yeah, sorry about that stand corrected goodbye god bless <laughs>